take the snap, hand it to Blaine up the middle. Not gonna call anything and is gonna go deep right. Fisher's defense wasn't ready. Man, what a move. And cuts left, cuts right again upfield. What a juke and he is in for the touchdown. Welcome back to another episode of the Southeastern Sports Insider Podcast. Today, we have a guest, Davis Brown. How are you doing today, Davis? Uh, pretty good. Thanks for having me, Davis. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, today, we're gonna get into some Big Ten talk, you know. The Big Ten started this weekend, and I know you're a Michigan State fan. I'm an IU fan, so that that just gets me fired up, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so uh, the first game we talk about today is Michigan State. Michigan State versus Rutgers. Tell me about that game right there, man. Uh, I'm just very disappointed in our performance. It was the worst I've ever seen us play. And I was embarrassed to be a Michigan State fan after that game. We had like seven turnovers. And we allowed Rutgers, historically the doorstep for the Big Ten, to score 38 points on us. And we lost. So, Yeah, did you actually know that was Rutgers' first Big Ten win since 2018? Uh, I did not, but so that just makes me even more upset. You, you should be embarrassed for your team. Oh, your I am. team should be embarrassed. Um. Anyways, you know, seven turnovers right off the bat to Rutgers. I mean, hey, is you think Rutgers is a good team, or do you think Michigan State is just not a good team this year? Uh, I think it's a little a bit of both. Uh, I think Michigan State, like, sucks, but I don't think Rutgers is going to be the worst team in the Big Ten this year. Oh, yeah, I don't either. Uh, Illinois didn't look too good against Wisconsin. Now it is Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a very good team always. Wisconsin is always a team that's going to be at the top of the Big Ten uh, somehow. And, uh, well, I just get a word from Lee Cook, uh, my little director here. Uh, the Wisconsin versus Nebraska game is canceled this weekend. What, what, um, Wisconsin has so many players out with COVID. Uh, what are your thoughts on that right there? I mean – it just kind of gives you a taste on what the season might be like. A lot of t games might get canceled. Hey, but Wisconsin still won this weekend. Anyways, back to the Michigan State-Rutgers uh, game. To be honest, Mi Michigan State gave up 38 points to Rutgers. Uh, and Rutgers had seven turnovers or had seven takeaways. And still, Michigan State scored 27 points. So... I don't think Rutgers is going to be a good team this year, so I think uh, Michigan State is just a really bad team. Yeah, I agree. But maybe they'll fix their problems, and we'll see them. Who do they play this weekend? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, okay, let me check really Oh, no, we play Michigan. Michigan. We play Michigan this okay. weekend. Well, Michigan's favored to win by 25 that points. That will be a real so. test of your team's talent, your team's coaching. Yeah, I think if we put at least – 20 points on them, I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good goal to set. Um, going on to a very, very exciting game. As an IU fan, uh, I was stressed out the whole second half. IU only scored three points the second half until the last two minutes of the game. Uh, they were down by, by, uh, they were down by eight. Uh, Penix took the team down the field the only drive that was good for him all game. He took him down, got a touchdown, then he got the two-point conversion, and then went to overtime. Here's the really interesting thing. 
Penn State goes down, scores a touchdown, gets the PAT, okay? IU goes back down. They score a touchdown on third down. And then it was decision time for Tom Allen. Tom Allen decides he wants to go for two because he said, quote, I don't like being close anymore. He doesn't like being close to good teams. He, he wants to win these games. He's not going to go down, get a, uh, get a field uh, PAT, and, you know, Penn State could win the game after that. I mean, obviously, if they scored a touchdown, IU would have a chance. So decision time for Tom Allen. Tom Allen decides, you know what, I'm going to go for two here. The two-point conversion was probably one of the closest two-point conversions I've ever seen in my life. Personally, I don't think it was in, but as an IU fan, I wasn't complaining that they got that because, I mean, Penn State was getting a lot of calls that game, and so I, I, I didn't feel bad for him. Uh, what are you, take me through that play and take me through your thoughts if he was in or not. Well, I thought it was a good play call from Tom Allen. I thought he kind of caught Penn State off guard there. Thought that he was throwing, and he just took the ball and started running, and I personally don't think he was in. I think that ball hit the sideline before it hit the pylon, so I don't think he was in there, but obviously good for IU fans. To, and it'll boost the confidence of that team, and I think Penn State will be kind of upset about that, but we'll see how they bounce back from it. Yeah, uh, that was IU's first top 10 team win since the early 1980s. Wow. Um, so very excited I was. Um, but still, I think, I don't know, it was a tough call for the refs. But I think that was just too hard to overturn. I think there's no way they can overturn a play like that. I mean, you see it all the time. There's close plays, but a lot of times they don't overturn them. And I think that was another case just because it was so close. I mean, yeah, he had the ball. Uh, I think he had the ball on the line, if not over, yet his feet could have been out of bounds. I don't think the refs could have told that. Uh, but very, very good. Uh, in my opinion, the defense stepped up a lot. Uh, the last, the fourth quarter, they didn't play their best, but I think they had three interceptions and a fumble. Um, obviously, Penn State had kicker problems. They missed three field goals, I believe. One of them coming off Stevie Scott fumble, which who had a great game. Stevie Scott had two touchdowns, I think, and over 100 rushing yards. Um, but he fumbled on with like five seconds la left in the first half. And, you know, Penn State gets a run. They call a timeout. They're probably about 37 yards. He pulls it, hits off the upright, and I use up 17-7 in the half. Yeah, and think about it, it would have been the game right there. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and then at, at the end of the game, he had like a 50 over, maybe, I think it was over 50 yards, or it was 47, something around there. And he kicked it, and it was literally about a half inch short, I want to say. And that's why I was so stressed out the entire second half, the entire fourth quarter. I was just stressed. But nevertheless, give credit to IU. Uh, give credit to, I mean, Penn State battled. So once they figure out their problems, I think they're going to be a good team. Uh, they play Ohio State this weekend. 
that will test them, really. That will really test them. But Yeah, I agree. Anyways, good performance by both teams. Uh, great win for IU. So, Minnesota played Michigan this week, last weekend. And that game was probably the most far-off of Saturday night football game I've seen in a while. Minnesota absolutely got smacked. Uh, they lost 49-24. to I don't think anybody really expected that. No. I mean, it was supposed to be a, a close game. They're both top 25 teams. Yeah. And I think the spread on that game, the line was under, was about like five points. I'm not quite sure, but it was supposed to be an even game and a test for both teams. But it seemed like Michigan just kind of dominated. So yeah. it looks like Michigan might be pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. Michigan has a freshman quarterback. Um, he's starting because they've – they got rid of or they lost all their quarterbacks. So, but he looked, he looked pretty good for a freshman for his first game. You know, he looked like he knew what he was doing, and I think that's going to take him somewhere this year. Uh, yeah. yeah, your thoughts on his play? Uh, I thought he looked pretty good from what I watched. I can't really tell right now if Minnesota is a good team or not, just because it looks like Michigan is going to be probably a top fifteen team in the country all year, depending on how they play. But I can't really tell yet if Minnesota is, like, high, a high-caliber team. So he could have just went off in that game, and Minnesota ends up not being a great team. So I'd like to see how that goes later this season. Yeah, for sure. And then Ohio State, Ohio State, I think they're going to win out. Um, they beat Nebraska 52-17. to And to be quite honest, Nebraska was in that game in the first half, and then in the second half, Ohio State just turned on their jet. They just turned on the Jets, and they absolutely ran away with it, fifty-two to seventeen. I think Nebraska will be the last the last team in the Big Ten this year. I think they're going to win one, maybe two games. Um, sorry for Nebraska fans out there, but. That's just the way it goes sometimes. I know as an IU fan, always being at the bottom until last year, it, it sucks. But, you know, I you, maybe you'll get a few good years in a, in a few years. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Nebraska, I think it was like 24 to 17 at halftime. It looked like Nebraska was fully in that game. And they looked good offensively in the first half. Obviously, it's hard to stop Ohio State each year. There's really – no way to stop them like that, but I thought Nebraska did a good job in the first half, and then the second half, Ohio State, I think, just really got going and got a rhythm, and Nebraska couldn't keep up with them. Yeah, one last thing I want to talk about is Justin Fields, and when my problem is IU let Penn State's quarterback run all over them. He had like a 37-yard Running, rushing touchdown where IU missed about five tackles on that play, and so when a team, when a defense like that goes to play Ohio State and Justin Fields, that's that's going to be a tough matchup because we know Justin Fields is probably the best dual threat quarterback in the Big Ten. He can run, he can pass, he's fast, he's athletic, uh, he has a strong arm, and so that's going to create a lot of problems for the IU secondary, in my opinion, but. 
What are your thoughts on Justin Fields this year? You think he's I I mean I think he's a Heisman candidate. I yeah, think he's going to win. I think he could be up there top 3 Heisman candidate, but I think when it comes to that matchup between IU and Ohio State, I feel like IU just won't be able to contain him. I feel like he's too good of a player and you don't really know what he's going to do cuz he could roll out to run and then pass and then he could stay in the pocket and then just go out and run. And also on handoffs, he can fake the handoff and option or something. So he's really got endless capabilities and options that he can choose from. And he has a lot of talent. He has a strong offensive line and some good receivers. So yeah, I think Ohio State's going to win it out and be a college football playoff team with Justin Fields leading the way. Yeah, and that's the thing. IU doesn't have that quarterback rushing defense, and they're also – they're also a first-half team, in my opinion. In my opinion, they always stay close with Ohio State all the time in the first half, which, you know, that's what Nebraska did too. And then obviously we saw Ohio State starts to pull away, and that was Ohio State never never looked back after that. But IU, hopefully they can pull one off. I, I don't think so. I think, like you said, Ohio State's going to the college football playoff. I don't think – I think Clemson's going to win the national championship. I, I don't think – I mean, that will be that would be an insane matchup if yeah. they were on opposite sides of the bracket and they met up in the uh, championship, even if it, even if they were in the semifinal. Yeah, a semifinal matchup would be crazy. Yeah, that would be, that would be a good game. But anyways, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Southeastern Sports Insider Podcast. Thank you to Davis for being on here. Thanks for having me. And thank you for all our listeners. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you in the next one.